Welcome to Hyperbaric Living with Dr. Masha podcast. I'm Dr. Masha, naturopathic doctor, hyperbaric expert, and your podcast host, bringing you the cutting-edge interviews and ideas about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I'm grateful to interview these bright minds and sharing their knowledge and experience in the field of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Thank you for listening. So let's get started with this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to Hyperbaric Living Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Masha. Today I have with me Johannes from Clear Light Saunas. He's a co-founder and co-CEO. He founded the company when he was just 23. They provide the best saunas to Europe and Australia. Welcome to the show, Johannes. Hi, Masha. Uh, thank you so much. I'm very pleased to be here and uh, I look forward to our deep dive. Yeah, I look forward to speaking with you today because Hyperbaric Living is a podcast about hyperbaric therapy and hyperbaric medicine, but we do believe that it works really well in integration with other therapies. And today we're going to talk about red light therapy, and it comes up uh, the most, I think, as a complementary therapy to hyperbarics. So we all want to know everything about it. Uh, and I, I can see you sitting in your sauna, uh, right? Which which Absolutely. model? Which model is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I'm actually at my home at the moment. I sort of converted this infrared sauna, which is a sanctuary two person, sort of our, our high end version um, with sort of all the whistles and whistles, uh, into a bit of a podcast studio. So I got the light here, and obviously, you know, I don't have the sauna on at the moment because I'd be sweaty. Um, but you know, it is really nice. It looks nice. You know, the sound is actually great, and and therefore, yeah, it's my favorite place in my home for sure. That was actually my next question, whether the sauna is turned on or not, because I wish I could do a hyperbaric podcast inside a hyperbaric chamber, but it makes a lot of sound. So, you know, it doesn't work. It'd be funny, hey? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe maybe microphone technique at some point will sophisticate you that so that you can do it. But now it's on. You can see the, you know, the screen has just turned on. Um, At some point I will probably turn it off because I might get too hot. And it looks really spacious. And you guys, you guys are watching the video um content could see that it's it's quite spacious spacious johannes can you tell uh, my listeners what is red light therapy yeah i think i mean i think we, we just have to sort of uh you know make a really clear distinction here because i think this is an infrared sauna um, which is different to red light therapy right so i think essentially Although the word infrared is in both of these words, or light is essentially in both both of these words, the therapy and the way it works is fundamentally different. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd, I'd quickly you know elaborate on that a little bit and just set the scene. Is that okay? Yes, please go yeah. ahead. Yeah, great. Okay. So that was the sauna because I think that's often the easier um, the easier product to explain because people know what a sauna is. Like you know, we have Finnish saunas, we have traditional saunas, we have steam saunas, we have infrared saunas, we have Russian banyas, you know, which are also types of saunas. We have sweat lodges. And I think saunas have like a really, really long history of being in, you know, the native, the native cultures, you know, from the ancient Indians up to obviously, um, you know, the, the Greeks, which would use, you know, the hot thermal bath, the Romans as well. Um, and the goal of a sauna is to make you sweat, you know, I think in very, very late terms. And my credo is a little bit sweat once per day, because I really believe like sweating is so important. And most people actually don't do that nowadays due to lifestyle and due to our office environment or a home office environment and um so you know the core the, the main goal of a sauna is really to raise your core temperature you know it's heat stress right so while you sit in there and relax it's actually getting freaking hot and as a response you start cooling down 
um, with traditional saunas, it's like one oven. You know, people like there's this German word called Aufguss, which is like you pour water actually on, on the stove and it sort of creates vapor and people put like different oils in there. And everyone who's been to Europe um, knows that this is quite a ritual. Like, you know, if you do it in Finland or in Germany or Austria, like people celebrate it and it's great. Um, and it's really hot. Uh, and it requires a lot of electricity, um, but it's a great ritual. Infrared saunas are a little bit more modern. So infrared, I think, was only really um, identified and developed as a technology sort of in the 1970s in Japan. Um, and then quite quickly, actually, it was used pretty much around the world. And then in the beginning, it was used in hospitals, for instance, to keep newborn babies warm, you know, when they sort of right after birth. Um, you know, some of you may know that you have those patio heaters, you know, if you're sort of sitting outside and want to have a drink or sit in a restaurant, these are also infrared heaters, different wavelengths and certainly not therapeutic, but the technology is, is pretty well established. And for those that don't really know what it feels like, you know, if you are in the sun and you sort of lie on the grass and, you know, it's one of these beautiful summer days and you feel the sun on your face and over time it'll get warm, that's the feeling of infrared, obviously without ultraviolet light from the sun, but you get, you get, you get the feeling from it. Another metaphor would be you sit in front of a bonfire and, you know, you sort of have the nice coziness, the warmth of a stove or an oven or a bonfire that sort of really makes you warm. That is infrared. And re further research was then actually took place and it was identified that fire infrared is perfectly safe because it uses the same frequencies of the sun if it's really high quality infrared sauna. Um, and it really helps to raise the core temperature. So one of the fundamental things is really you develop an artificial fever, some sort of hypothermia, that's the medical term, which essentially means your body temperature, which is normally probably 36.9, depending on where you measure, goes up by a degree, a degree and a half, sometimes two degrees, depending on the quality of the sauna and depending how long you're in there. And that is really sort of the way infrared saunas work. And you can see, for those that have the video on, you can see these black surfaces around me. Those are heating elements that were specifically designed to create one specific wavelength of infrared. And instead of sort of having hot air, these produce infrared, which sort of makes me warm from the inside out at, as opposed to having hot air. So you generally have lower temperatures, 40 to 60 degrees, but it, the air temperature doesn't really matter so much because it's not about hot air. It's not like a traditional sauna. It's about this infrared heat really raising your core temperature effectively. And you stay in there for a minimum of 20 minutes, up to 45 minutes. And then after that, you can take a warm shower or a cold shower. Everything's the same with the sauna rituals, but it's not this steamy or you know this really hot air but rather the infrared heat that warms you up from the inside out and there are various different health benefits that are similar to a sauna but various different ones that are also different to um you know to a traditional sauna so that's the sauna component which is heat therapy so it must be a very pleasant feeling then because you're not really sweating like crazy but at the same time you're just slowly heating up right I would, actually, I would actually say you're sweating more um, mm -hmm. because you stay in there longer. Like, you know, but for those, for those of you that know when you go in a traditional sauna and you have this boiling heat, which hits you sort of, and some people actually can't stand it because it's too hot, like they get dizzy or they get headaches or whatnot. You don't have that with an infrared sauna. And yes, in the beginning, it's sort of this really nice, cozy warmness, this ambient warmth. But over time, as your body heats up, your body will start sweating, but you won't feel dizzy because it's not hot air in here, but it's rather your core temperature is sort of really raising gradually and steadily as opposed to having this, 
heat bang, essentially, you know, coming at you. But because you're staying longer in there, your temperature tends to go up more. And because you're also staying longer in there, you tend to sweat more. Because often with a traditional sauna, you would leave after five to 10 minutes or five to 15 minutes yeah, if, that's you, if true. you do it extensively. So we actually observe that you do sweat more. And that's probably due to the fact that your core temperature goes up more and you stay in longer. And what are the main benefits of infrared sauna? Like, why would you even go in there? Um, oh, look, I mean, you know, there are some, there's some really promising research around detoxification. Um, so in the US, it's, it, for instance, it's a really big trend for firefighter centers to actually establish or to have an infrared sauna built in. Reason obviously being is that firefighters are exposed to a, a large number of heavy metals and other chemicals, you know, due to the work. So, again, you know, cancer rates have gone up massively. Um, you know, there are lots of detox protocols that sort of really analyze the sweat and actually found that certain detoxification pathways are more effective through the sweat or through the skin as opposed to the internal organs. Um, you have a lot of inflammation reduction, you know, so it's commonly used, for instance, to reduce inflammation, be it on the muscle or be it also chronic inflammation, such as arthritis. Um, you have, you know, the hypothermia, which increases sort of the number of white blood cells. So you're sort of essentially training your cardiovascular system to that, you know, in order to really resist the heat, um, resist the heat stress. I think all in all, it's probably more a question of, you know, what, you know, the, the, well, what are the benefits you don't get from an infrared sauna? And they're not many, you know, I think, yes, heat tolerance is, is super important. You get your sweat in, you know, skin health is improving. So it's, it's lots of them. Um, and I think, you know, research indicates that it might be a little bit more effective than a traditional sauna. But I think generally speaking, you should really do what you love. I think, you know, both have their existence. A traditional sauna is more effective, for instance, when it comes to heat shock proteins, which is, you know, one of the really hot topics. You you know, you can get these activated with infrared too, but it takes a very long time. Um, so I think there are some fine nuances, um, but overall I'd say, you know, the hypothermic response is more intense um, and the detoxification is more effective with an infrared sauna. I just want to add to that uh, regarding detox from heavy metals, apart from chelation therapy, infrared sauna is the only therapy that can help detoxify from heavy metals. Uh, all the spirulina, uh, cilantro and whatnot that's being advertised as heavy metal chelators, they don't work. They actually can make um, the situation worse, whereas yep. infrared sauna, the therapy that, that, that works, and it's been proven that it works for a heavy metal detoxification and many other benefits such as hormetic effects. So it makes you stronger. The more you go in there, the stronger you become. Actually, it's the same idea as with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Um, it stresses your body just a little bit. So pushes it a mm. little bit over the limit and then your body becomes stronger so you can you know withstand that stress next time it's it, it's an amazing it's great therapy you mentioned different wavelengths and i understand mm -hmm. that different wavelengths have different uh effects so there are different yes. indications can you tell us how that works um and especially can you put different wavelengths in the same sauna or or how does it work Sure, sure, sure. I think um, you know, if we if we look back at what infrared is, it's sort of part of the invisible light spectrum, and it sort of sounds really technical and whatever. But in the end, it's invisible light, and it has a certain energy which we you know feel as heat. Um, and I think you know if we just break it down in very very lay ter layman terms, um, if you look at the infrared spectrum, you have three different types of infrared or see three different sort of spectral arrays uh, and one is sort of near infrared it's a rather short wavelength 
very, very energy intense, you know, and, and sort of really penetrates through the upper layers of the skin. You know, we call it sort of a deep heat penetration as well, sort of specifically efficient when it comes to muscles, joints, and sort of losing up tension and all the rest of it. So, you know, especially as we get older, I think our muscles tend to be more sore. We, you know, we tend to feel the stiffness in the back sometimes. And that's where sort of the near infrared really works quite well. Um, we have middle infrared, which is a sort of a different um, type of wavelength. These are all sort of given out in micrometers or nanometers. I mean, I can give the individual wavelengths if you want, but I don't really think people remember that necessarily. Um, so middle infrared sort of penetrates a little bit less deep. It's a little bit of a longer wavelength, therefore, which means the energy is not as condensed, but it's sort of, you know, a little bit more stretched out. Um, it sort of still penetrates the upper layers of the skin, but it's specifically good when it comes to skin health and sort of really aiding towards that hypothermia feeling. And then we have fine infrared, very, very long wavelengths, very gentle with the heat. So these heaters that I have in front of me, when I'm really close to them, I obviously don't want to burn my back, which means the fire infrared is sort of a very gentle heat. Um, it works specifically well with detoxification because it sort of really stimulates the water molecules in the body. It only stays on the upper levels of the skin. And a lot of toxins, for instance, are stored in our fat cells, you know, in our belly fat and our back fat, wherever we have fat and it tends to be primarily spread around the organs to protect the organs. And that's where fine infrared is really, really effective because it really sort of helps mobilize the toxins and sort of really make sure that they obviously are excreted through the internal organs and through, you know, pathways of discretion as well as obviously through sweat. Um, and one of the interesting studies in 2012, for instance, analyzed that sweating seems to be a more effective way for detoxification for certain heavy metals, for instance, lead uh, and arsen, for instance. So, um, you know, it just confirms exactly what you've been saying, where, you know, Detox is such a buzzword nowadays, detox teas, detox creams and whatever. But in many cases, it actually really doesn't do anything. And, and as you said, if there's a retoxification in the gut, for instance, and that's not being addressed, it can actually cause more harm than it does any good. And I think that's, you know, the theory or the, well, the design behind our saunas is really have the majority of fire infrared and then have, you know, full spectrum, which we consider the, the combination of near, middle and far infrared combined from the front to really have like a 360 degrees heat experience um which tends to be best for your health if you combine all of the three day wavelengths together uh, so what let's say okay let's say i want to purchase a sauna can i choose which panels go in there whether they far near uh, medium length or it just comes uh, as it is we've done all the work for you so the idea is really because you know Mm -hmm. Well, infrared therapy and, and a traditional infrared sauna is quite a different different scenario. You know, I think if you buy sort of a you know from a standard uh, decoration store or home renovation store, I would guarantee you that these saunas are not actually therapeutic grade or medical grade. Because one thing is obviously the heat technology, and sort of we call these a true wave ceramic heaters. Um, you know, the carbon carbon and ceramic composition, and you know they are the fire infrared heaters, which really truly have an innovation piece around it because we mimic the human wavelength. So the human wavelength indicates how we as human beings emit and absorb heat. And this is in line with the CETIS. And that's why the, the majority of the CETIS is far infrared, but they also give off a little bit, little bit of near infrared. And then we combine this with the full spectrum. And it's not just really just the different wavelength. It's the placement of the heaters. It's electromagnetic frequencies and electrical fields, which can actually 
do harm if this isn't actually being considered? So the answer is, no, you can't choose that because, you know, it's quite a, it's quite an, well, it's quite an art. And I think over, over the last 28 years, we've really been trying to constantly optimize these owners so that they really are the best. Um, and that's part of Clearlight. Clearlight, that's our ethos. We give a lifetime warranty. We have ultra low electromagnetic fields. We have sort of superior heating technology in the seventh generation with a patent pending. You know, we have full spectrum heaters to really make sure that we've done all the thinking for you. And just saying, I want one of these, one of that, and one of that. Again, similar with detoxification, it can probably do more more bad than it can actually do good because most people, you know, I'm not saying they don't understand it, but you know, this is a quite a difference. It's like as if you would someone, if, as if you would ask someone, "Can you design a hyperbaric chamber?" And probably, yes, I can. But all the industry experience and all the aspects, you know, and it's it's a health product, it's a wellness product. Like it's not just simply like saying, "Oh, well, I'll just put a nail on the wall and oh, damn it, I'm a little bit further to the left or to the right." With health appliances or wellness appliances, I would see this actually quite dangerous if people could actually just choose that. In saying that, though, if someone, for instance, has doesn't have the space to fit this in and they have a cellar or a wardrobe that they want to convert, we offer sort of DIY solutions. So it's like a kit which comes with heaters and all the electrics so that people can actually build it in the house. But again, we consult the customer in order to achieve the optimum results. So I think we see this more as a health consultation, a sauna consultation, as opposed to saying, here are the products, do what you want. Because that can be misleading and often obviously also result in the fact that people aren't happy or you know, the sauna is too hot, the sauna is not hot enough. The heaters aren't actually arranged in a therapeutic way. Um, and I think that's really why we say the saunas, the way they're designed, it's really with your health in consideration. So you've done all the thinking for your customers and uh, you mentioned, you mentioned the size. And so now I am curious, how much space does it take? How much space do you need to, uh, to install, to, to install a sauna in your home? Look, I think traditionally with, you know, with finished saunas, it used to be, you know, you need to have three phase electricity, you know, you had to do a lot of space, you had to look, you know, to think about ventilation requirements, mold buildup, and it used to be quite complex with an infrared. So, you know, the great thing is the smallest unit starts at the square meter, it's one meter by one meter, you know, and then two meters tall. So it's actually smaller than a wardrobe, most likely. That's for, um, sorry to interrupt, that's, that's for, one, for person. one person. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and then goes up. Uh, the, well, and then for two people, it sort of depends. We have three different models. They sort of are one meter 30 times one meter 25. So, you know, I think it also isn't super big. And then you can go bigger. You can go up to five people or you can build your own custom made sauna if you want with our help. And you can have a sauna party. You can have a sauna party, bring friends, bring family, you know, don't drink in there, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. But I think, you know, the great thing is like you just plug it into a normal household socket. Mm -hmm. Like I have mine here in my, well, it's sort of a, a, an exercise room. You know, I've been having it here for the last three years. There's no mold boys built up. It only uses like a little bit more than a vacuum cleaner for the size that I have, right? So, you know, in times of where electricity prices are sort of going higher and higher, it's a lot cheaper than a traditional sauna. Only needs 15 to 20 minutes of preheating time. And then you use it for 40 minutes. So in less than one hour, you will have had your sauna session, you know, including a cold shower, preheating time. You can exercise beforehand. And that's, I think, really what makes infrared saunas very convenient. And you can move with them. Like it's not like you you know building them into like an entire room but you can actually take it with you if you want so you you're saying you spend there um, 40 minutes uh can you bring something with you um like a book or uh a, a phone maybe no a phone probably not a yeah 
Yeah, dry brushing. Dry brushing techniques. You could definitely, I mean, you could definitely do that. Um, And I think one of the ideas that we really have with Clearlight Saunas is that, you know, the sauna is a sauna, which obviously is great, but it really becomes sort of a five-in-one, six-in-one health system with different health modalities. Um, So, you know, yes, you can bring your book here. You know, we can obviously put your phone in here, which is sort of a compartment. You can connect your phone to music. So you can meditate, you can listen to music, you can listen to an audio book. I got a book here in front of me, a dry brush. We've just developed a salt inhaler, which you can essentially add into your sauna to convert it into like a bit of a salt cave, which is very interesting for people with long C, I think we know the word, recovery, um, as well as uh, asthmatic diseases or allergy reactions, for instance, where high salt concentrations are really effective. You could potentially play a game in here. I've never done that before, but it would, I think, work in theory. Like a board game. Like a board game, you could play chess in here if you wanted to. But, you know, I, I mostly meditate. I mostly read. You could do some stretches in here. You know, you can see I'm quite tall and I can still stretch out. We get bigger models, obviously, too. But I think the idea is really if you had one hour per day to spend it, you know, you can come in here, you can combine all these different health modalities, salt therapy. We have a red light therapy, which we haven't talked about yet, you know, but you can integrate red light therapy into the sauna. You know, you have the, the sauna, obviously, in itself. You can do mineral, mineral, uh, minerals and electrolytes. So I think it's a really powerful thought. It's the same with a hyperbaric timer. You know, you can technically read in there if you wanted to, you know. Yeah, so. that's true. Before we move into red light therapy, I just want to, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I have to comment on dry brushing. Dry brushing is an amazing technique that helps detoxification and improve circulation. You can just Google it, dry brushing, and it's a great idea. It's like a complementary, again, a complementary complementary therapy to sauna therapy will just uh, increase detoxification because skin is our largest organ and we detox and and it aids in detoxification we detoxify through skin as well i had to comment sorry moving to red light therapy you mentioned that you also have red light therapy tell us about it please yeah. So I think if we just reflect on the infrared sauna, you know, it's a heat therapy device. We call it often a low therapy treatment because it requires very low temperatures and it sort of still helps you to break a sweat and to detox and to reduce inflammation and whatnot. Red light therapy is it's not really the real name. The real name is actually red light and near infrared therapy, also referred to as low level laser therapy. Um, combines two very, very specific aspects of light. One is near-infrared at very specific wavelength, and it has to be between 800 and 860 nanometers, and red light, which is literally red light at 600 to 660 nanometers. And a lot of research sort of was really happening around low-level laser therapy. And the, there are more than 500 or even 600 studies that really researched this topic in great detail. And if we, yeah, instead of heat therapy, it's light therapy. So you combine these two different wavelengths, red light therapy or red light and near-infrared into one device with very, very specific wavelength. You have to be fairly close to it at a right intensity level. Um, And then the photoreceptors in your skin are being activated. And the bottom line is really that your mitochondria are stimulated in a way that more ATP at an intrusophate is being produced. So we just start back. Mitochondria are essentially the power plants of a body. If we need energy, 
it's the mitochondria and the cells that really do that. But mitochondria is one of the most studied uh, aspects of a human body at the moment because it weighs more than just energy. It's about the psyche. It's about thyroid regulation and hormone regulations. It's about um, immune you know, preventing immune system, about sort of um, preventing aging or essentially you know slowing down the aging process in the skin. So it's a very, very intensely studied field. And the great thing is that red light therapy has been shown to increase ATP production in your mitochondria. And for those that don't really know what it looks like, I mean, go on Google and look for red light therapy. You can also obviously check our website out, but it's really, really intense. Like, you know, I don't have one here at the moment, but if I couldn't look at it, so, you know, it would be so intense. And it sort of is similar when the sun is rising. And again, it's, it's too natural wavelengths that occur in the sun and it's like the sun rise when the sun is you know still sort of not as intense but it has this really nice and right nice and red color which is like really soothing and that's essentially how my how red light therapy works the benefits often increased atp production are literally endless it's been shown to help with thyroid regulation for both men and women it's been shown to increase testosterone production in men which is not just the sex hormone it's for men. It's absolutely critical um, for you know stress reduction for um, for having, health for yeah, I mean, obviously having, bone having, yeah having drive a resilient in life. body yeah. exactly for you know just having drive being stress resilient just having fun um, so it's it's not just the sex hormone it's the essence of sort of men and especially when they age so i think at the age of 30 we see a decline year by year and at the age of around 50 to 55 it's only half of what it actually was when you were 30 so for those men that really want to do something about it red light therapy is a game changer as well as lifting weights and sunlights so. i just want to add something really quickly to yes. testosterone i i work with couples who go through infertility and low testosterone right. could be a, um, a reason could be a root cause for men infertility so here simple therapy that has been shown to increase testosterone therefore uh, help to overcome male infertility and increase chances of conception Uh, how do you use it like does it come in a little box in a pad or do you install it inside the sun like what's uh, what's the way to use it Great thing is it exists in all shapes and forms. I mean, yes, you know, we have sort of this add-on for the sauna, which is a it's a more expensive and more specific module because it obviously needs to withstand the heat. You know, an iPhone isn't made for a heat environment. But this red light therapy is really made for a heat environment and we give a life five-year warranty on it. But you have smaller units, you know, handheld devices, which you can take when you travel. You get bigger size, you get entire walls, and we sort of have a, a, a wide range of different sizes that are also for the for the out well, for the not for the non-sauna use. Um, and it's, it's literally depending on the size that you order, it's sort of a normal box, probably 10 kilos probably 60 times 30 times 30 centimeters. So DHL or another courier can actually just post it even internationally. Um, And the way that you use it is you can either sort of stand it on the floor, sit in front of it, meditate. Obviously, you have to be naked to really make sure that your your skin is sort of exposed to this type of light. Um, And then you, you you need to keep a certain distance, ideally... 10 to 20 centimeters max. Um, and then you can use it for probably 10 to 12 minutes, depending on how close you are. If you're closer to it, it essentially reduces the session time. If you're further away from it, you need to increase the session time. And one knows that um, the total output or the, the total input of your cells can be around 60 joules. So that's the energy 
the cells or the human body can consume through red light therapy. And that's why, you know, around 10, if you're 10 to 15 centimeters away, it requires 10 minutes. So one, um, one minute equals six joules to really build up to the time. And after that, there's no harm in doing it long, but there's also no benefit in doing it because essentially your cells and your mitochondria are saturated from an energy perspective. But that means you could turn around. You could sort of use your back if you have acne or eczemas on there and, you know, sort of your skin health actually isn't great, turn around. Or other way around, if you sort of really want to work on, you know, on your face because, you know, skin health isn't actually that good or you want to energize parts of the face, you know, do that, for instance. But ideally, if you really speak about the perfect setup, you'd have a full wall panel because, you know, it's not just a topic of therapy. Ideally, you want to have your entire body literally energized through this type of light. And after that, you would turn around or you'd have a second module so that you're being sandwiched to some extent from a light therapy. And the benefits are great. Like, you know, people always report for the first one or two weeks, I don't really feel anything because it's not like a sauna. You're not going in there, you're sweating. With red light therapy, you don't really, many people don't feel a difference straight away. But a lot of people have been saying, you know, they're pain-free, they can exercise again more. In fact, it's been shown to increase your, your strength, for instance, if you do it prior to exercising, which makes sense because your body and your muscles have a lot more energy, right? So everything in the body functions more optimally and therefore you can obviously also perform better and i think that's how a lot of the clients are using it but some are also just using it to help with sleep because i mean sleep issues are often an issue in terms of the circadian rhythm be it late night work or not going to bed at the same time high exposure of blue light before sleep by looking at a tv on your phone and red light therapy can really help you with that because it is the naturals oh well it is the sunlight two very, very specific wavelengths, obviously, and it can help you at the very morning get a lot of light exposure to really find that groove and to really help you maintain a good sleep level. So um, this, uh, um, the, the effect that, that you're getting, like what I'm trying to understand, it's more relaxing or more energizing? Or it's both? It's more, like, energizing. Have, more, more energizing. Yes. But at the same yeah. time, it probably normalizes cortisol levels. So 100%. You're, you're sleeping better. Okay. Exactly. But I think that's why generally it's better to use red light therapy in the morning because it is, A, it's LEDs and LEDs always have a certain flicker rate, which can be, mm. you know, quite, it's essentially stimulating for your eye and can make you awake as opposed to make you sleepy. And it, you know, mm -hmm. it can mess with melatonin production. That's for sure too. Um, and therefore in the morning is better or obviously before or after workout workouts when you sort of because you, you don't always have to look at on you know look look at it or you don't always have to use it on your face sometimes you can just use it also on your calf muscle for instance mm -hmm. in which case you're actually not directly exposing yourself to light you know so that that might be another way as well but generally it's more stimulating and infrared sauna has a stimulating effect too but generally especially when people have a cold shower or a warm shower afterwards you know, it helps you relax. It sort of helps you come into, you know, out of the fight and flight mode into more a rest and digest mode, which are the terms that they use for that. I also, you know, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about the whole um, uh, sauna, infrared sauna and red light therapy thing. And I was, you know, what amazes me that a technology like that could be used for people who are suffering from chronic disease 
they are at one end of the spectrum. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have biohackers and people who are looking to optimize their performance. So they are already uh, individuals who are, are functioning on a very high level. And it can be beneficial, you know, to all groups of population. Are there any contraindications to this therapy? Yeah, maybe, you know, my dream mission, you know, I'll just be quite, uh, quite visionary here. It's like, um, wouldn't it be great if everyone had a hyperbaric chamber and everyone had an infrared sauna, like at home and potentially even subsidized by health insurances or whatnot? Because I really, really believe like, you know, it helps you maintain a healthy lifestyle. And a lot of studies have really shown that there was a sauna study. I mean, yes, it was traditional saunas. And it was done over 20 years and it really show, it really has shown that if people use the sauna three to five times a week, it reduces your or cause mortality risk by up to 60%. And let's face it, it's not just the sauna. And it doesn't really matter, but it's it's a lifestyle that is being supported through the sauna youth, right? And it's the same with the chamber. If you go in a chamber, if you go in the sauna, you probably are most likely also to put your phone away early and read a book instead, where you're more likely to actually, you know, not have sweets before bed, but rather take magnesium as a supplement. I mean, I'm over-exaggerating over here, but I think, you know, that's really the way I want to look at this. It's a complementary thing. It's not the holy grail, but it can really have a lot of amazing people and i think you know to um i think to come back to the question which you have to remind me again i get so lost in this veterinary thinking that you just have to ask the question again i'm sorry yeah the question was about contraindications are there yes. any contraindications thank to, you to sauna therapy thank you um no, not when you know generally speaking not when a person is healthy but there are certain medical conditions or certain situations in life where it's not recommended. One would be, for instance, if you're breastfeeding mm -hmm. or also if you're pregnant, because, you know, if we know that heavy sweating has an effect on the detoxification and a potential retoxification, there is a risk that obviously can sort of enter the, you know, pathways to the, um, to the newborn. Um, the scientific community isn't really in agreement here. Around 50% say it's not a problem. 50% say it is a problem. So I generally wouldn't advise it, you know, given that I, studied quite a bit of detoxification um generally speaking if someone is getting sick like really sick and infrared sauna can make it worse if you do it early enough it can actually help you because it strengthens your immune system but if your body is already weak and you put an infrared sauna session yeah, on top you of push that, it, it over might, the, yeah not a good exactly, idea it mm -hmm. might really wipe you out there um inflammation or Arthritis is an interesting one. Generally, I think we've seen that around 60 people see benefits of that. But with arthritis, there is a small, well, there is a small sort of group of people that they can't, where heat actually isn't the answer, but it's rather cold therapy. That's an interesting one. We've had, a, we've had twins both with arthritis. One actually found this on a super beneficiary. The other one, for the other twin, it made it worse. And, you know, they had, this person had to use cold therapy instead. Um, so that's another one. And I think, you know, I mean, all um, sort of all severe diseases around cancer or whatnot, you know, I, I, I just really can't comment on that. I think generally, you know, it can be a health prevention tool, obviously. But I think if someone is really severely suffering from autoimmune diseases or, you know, regenerative diseases, then it's probably worth checking in with your MD or with your health advisor on this. Um, but I think that's that's probably it for now. Low blood pressure can be a little bit of a thing because saunas help with actually reducing blood pressure. And if someone has already it's excessively low blood pressure, there could be different reasons for that. So that's just something to really double check on. But that's probably about it. And for most of them, there really is an, an amazing health response. So for those who have low blood pressure, make sure you eat 
before going to sauna, not something heavy, not a steak, but something light um, to make sure that your blood sugar doesn't drop because that combined with low blood pressure can result in not so uh, comfortable, um, not such a comfortable situation. But if you've had a snack and then go into sauna, uh, you should be fine. But other conditions like cancer, definitely consult with your oncologist and it's much better if you have an integrative oncologist. So oncologist who really understands the benefits of the sauna and not just someone who says no 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 you can't use it or yeah that's okay use it somebody who will um take a minute and 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 think about and think about your situation um, but arthritis i wanted to comment uh quite interesting in chinese medicine we have different root causes and especially for arthritis it's called b syndrome and it can be caused by excessive heat or excessive cold and i think that that was the that was the reason so if it's cold by if it's caused by excessive heat somebody was exposed to a lot of heat or there are other I'm not going to go into detail they probably going do worse in the sauna whereas someone who was exposed to excessive cold um they would do pretty well in sauna the only way to know is to check is to try try the treatment and see what it does for you and one more thing that came to my mind is um you mentioned hyperbarics and sauna so i wanted to say that these two therapies combine really well hyperbarics uh, is amazing with um, red light therapy, especially if it's battery operated and you can take it inside the chamber. It allows for sort of a local application of HBOT. And um, for those who have sauna and a hyperbaric chamber, you can go into sauna first because that uh, vasodilates so your uh, capillaries and your blood vessels will dilate where you go into hyperbaric chamber the effect is the opposite it's vasoconstriction but since you have that vasodilation you would allow a much better delivery of that oxygen so these two therapies go really well together uh, some people try to achieve it by going into hot baths before hyperbarics, but it doesn't work as well. And also, unless you have a filter at home, water um, that you're using for a hot bath is not a very healthy, um, not a very healthy uh, water. So to say, so there are many, there are many options. These two technologies are complementary, and as you said, it wouldn't be so nice if everybody or every family, because you can. The good thing about it, you get a sauna, the whole family can use it. You get a hyperbaric chamber, the whole family can use it. If every household had um, those devices, we would be much healthier in so many ways, physically, but also mental. Mentally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mentally. yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, we I think we have a lot of customers or potential customers that always ask, hey, I have this health condition and, you know, am I fine to use the sauna? And, you know, in most cases we said, you know, yes, it's fine, but let's face it, it's not the holy grail. It's not going to, it's not going to cure all your diseases or it's not going to, you know, cure all the symptoms. I mean, is it going to help you with pain relief? Absolutely. You know, is it going to help you with sweating? Absolutely. You know, so there are a lot of different benefits that come with it, but I think a lot of the diseases that we see in the society nowadays are lifestyle related. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm perfectly healthy. I'm, I'm very aware of my, of the issues that I'm having, but I think a lot of the time, you know, for a person, for instance, for an obese person to lose weight, that sort of have to get into exercising and walking. And often they're so much in pain that, you know, that that's really difficult for them to start. And I think that's when 
you know, saunas in general, but specifically also infrared saunas can actually be a great starting point because you're getting your body to start sweating. You sort of, you know, it feels like a little bit of a cheat box. You're sitting in here, you're relaxing, you know, sort of you're actually, your whole body, your metabolism is actually working. It also helps you with mitochondria health. It actually helps you with losing weight, which is bizarre because people think I'm only sweating but it's not true you know i think what happens on a on a metabolistic level is a lot more a lot more exciting and a lot more complex and i think that's something that we really made click in my head is like you know we have so many modalities in our day-to-day life that really can make a difference and to me an infrared sauna is one of the most easiest one um but jumping you know it's cold outside here in germany at the moment you know taking an ice bath out in the river on the lake it's free as well you know yes it might be painful might be uncomfortable but hey, you know, if you've done it, you feel better. And, you know, next time do five seconds longer and, you know, and maybe in the evening you'll skip actually one of your cheat meals and rather have a nutritious meal. And I think I really like to think about it that way because, you know, it's not the cure, but it, I think it can really enable people to rethink their journey and to build a routine about actually treating pain and, and some of the health conditions that they're suffering from. I want to go back to um, weight loss because that's a big one, right? Um, we yes. have so many weight loss pro- uh, products, but uh, so many people are still overweight because it's not just what you eat and how much you exercise. It's a combination of many things and environmental yes. toxins, heavy metal toxicity is a big one there. So even yes. if we look at just detoxification and speeding up metabolism, and I'm pretty sure it affects insulin glucose metabolism. So there's, as you mentioned, metabolically, there's so many ways sauna can assist in weight loss, but it shouldn't be used as the only um, is as the only therapy. If if you go if if you're undertaking uh, weight loss, it it's both diet and exercise and going into sauna and maybe using hyperbarics. I have a really good video on that how it assists in weight loss, and looking at environmental toxins. It's a combination, but sauna can actually speed up the process a lot, which is you know another reason another reason to use it. If uh, people want to find you, where can they find you? They, they want to buy a Clearlight Sauna. Where can they find uh, you? Because there's Clearlight Sauna in US, but there are Clearlight yes. Saunas in Europe. So how do they find you in Europe and Australia? Yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. You can, you know, you have my name, so connect with me on LinkedIn or on Instagram, you know, anytime. But I think generally, if you just Google, um, you know, if you're in Europe, for instance, it's clearlightsaunas.eu for Europe. If you're in Germany, it's a different URL, but you'll find it. In the UK, it's infraredsauna.co.uk. But the clearlightsaunas.eu one is the primary one. And if you just go on google.com.eu, for instance, for Australia, and you find Clearlight Saunas, you'll find the local available website. Like, I think it would be too complex if I give out all this specific URLs. Um, but, you know, yeah, we are in Europe, we're in Australia, we're in New Zealand with partners sort of all over the world. So get in touch with us. We'll, you know, we'll help you answer questions, um, you know, help you sort of choose the right model if, you know, if you're considering it. We're, as I said, we'd love to hear from you. And I know you take a special pride in the customer service that you have. Like it's it's impeccable. Uh, I yeah. do know that. Uh, I'll have all the links uh, in the podcast description and in the video description where to find Clearlight Saunas in Europe and 
we have a special offer for our podcast listeners. It's 100 euros off the lowest selling price. Uh, so the code is MASHA100. You can give that code and receive your 100 euros off the, the selling price. And uh, saunas are definitely worth getting. It's, it's a piece of equipment you're going to have in your house for years, for years to come. And I know there's very little service involved, right? So if, a, uh, if the sauna gets installed, uh, what happens next? The person just continues to use it? Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, we offer a lifetime warranty. Um, so that's, uh, it's literally a lifetime. It's seven years on parts and labor. Um, and it's a lifetime on the product itself. So if you install it, you know, it's fairly easy to install it yourselves. You know, it probably takes two to three hours and, you know, two to three people to help you with that. We always like to joke, it's easier than IKEA furniture. So I think that's a, yeah, it's a bit of a joke. Um, uh, but obviously if something breaks, you know, get in touch with us. You know, the only thing that eventually breaks is maybe a light bulb, um, you know, or maybe after a couple of years um, you know one of these heaters although the average lifetime of a heater is around thirty-five thousand hours of running time that's more than eight years straight so i've had this sauna for six years not a single thing i had to replace um but you know it's a technical product same with hyperbaric chambers things sometimes go wrong you know same with an iphone sometimes there's a mistake um but you know we'll be here we've been around for 22 years um lifetime warranty is really what we stand for yeah, and you, you you will be there because I know you're constantly developing, you know, new products and making sure that your products are up to date. Guys, thanks for listening. It was an amazing episode. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I hope you also did. As always, if you'd like to learn more about hyperbaric oxygen therapy, you can book a free consultation with me uh, at www.drmasha forward slash hbot forward slash. And if you'd like to reach Johannes and clear lights on us the their links are in the podcast description until the next time that's it for today folks i hope you enjoyed this episode like i did if you know someone who might benefit from this information please send them a link to this episode and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive new episodes every week until the next week stay safe and healthy